It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them all? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. I welcome you once again to another Estate Planning Essentials podcast and radio program. My name is Don Crawford, Jr., the owner of KWM Radio and co-host of this program, gratefully seeking to protect your family, your assets, and you. And I'm sitting with my co-host, my friend, my attorney, my partner, your protector, and his name is Dallas Estate Planning expert, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Um, you still have that cold. You still have that voice. We're going to barrel through it. It doesn't bother me at all. I, mean, I think the only one it may bother is you because you don't sound yourself. Well, I feel okay. It just has a little bit of a cold. That's okay. All. Well, the the quality is outstanding. The information is invaluable, and I know the audience is going to conclude that very quickly. And today, we want to talk about something that a lot of people deal with. I was, I was, I wanted to say before we even started talking about this, I was reading on the news about some guy in Florida. It wasn't about fake deeds, which is the topic today, but about fake leases. And this person who was a squatter, who was not like Jerry Lee Lewis's son or people like that that we talked about last week, but uh, not that he was a squatter, but he, I don't know if he should have been there, um, but he was. And these people take over these properties and then this one woman was there when this man wanted his property back because she was squatting, I guess that's a word, and police came to take her away. And she had a fake lease ready to go in her pocket for when this was going to happen. That's and right. I was thinking, goodness, that's terrible. But a poor man who has owned this property for so long and he tries to sell it, and I've heard horror stories where people get thrown out of um, these properties, and then... In retaliation, they pour cement down the drain, which then freezes up the pipes and costs someone $100,000. This is their retaliation. So when I hear you tell me before the program you want to talk about fake deeds, I'm horrified by some of these stories. Yeah, you know, it's gotten to be in this world where everybody's trying to scam, it seems like. I know. You know, this week, um, even at my office, we even upgraded the... Uh, protection. Uh, I had my secretary got a uh, email from me supposedly, supposedly saying that we're having a different uh, salary employment agreement. Oh boy! And I said, okay. I said, no, of course I didn't write that, send that email. Right. And it just seems like that people are trying to do whatever. You know, everybody everybody gets trying. Uh, it seems like if all these emails you hear about elderly, uh, they're trying to scam in particular, take advantage. It's kind of like, 
you know, wildebeest on the Serengeti Plain mm-hmm. that people are trying to uh, attack, yep. uh, and it's so unfortunate. And they come up with all these these criminals come up with all sorts of different ways to try to um, take advantage of people. Like in like your case in Florida. Um, you know, especially if you had like a, a property, a vacation property, it's vacant a long time. You know, they they notice this. They notice it's that you had that vacation property mm-hmm. if it hadn't been occupied. Mm-hmm. And then they um, try to take advantage of the situation, whether it's by lease or deed. I wonder if they could do that with just a regular for sale sign for a home that's vacant. Well, they could. Mm-hmm. And, and now, technically, title to property it's still your title property. And there's been a lot of uh, misconception. There's these companies out there, one of which is being investigated by our attorney general for the state wow. on title monitoring uh, companies. So they're trying to um, maybe, I shouldn't say this in general broad terms, but sometimes uh, at least the attorney general is concerned that they are giving misleading and deceptive advertisements scaring people uh, to buy their title monitoring services because of the criminals, the the cases that are out there. Now, remember, um, title monitoring is different than title insurance. Mm -hmm. Uh, So criminals will sometimes, they'll either forge a deed or or they'll work with a, um, you know, what you're supposed to be notarized. So it could be that the notary um, uh, either works with the person that could have a shady notary, or it could be that the person has a fake ID. You think of college students, and they have these fake IDs for... for, uh, Going to bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if they do it, I I imagine criminals do it all the time. Yep. They're the ones who sell them the fake IDs to begin with. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, So, you know, when you're a notary, you're supposed to... Usually you're supposed to see identification like a driver's license or whatever. And when you have a deed, it's supposed to be recorded. Mm -hmm. Now, there are certain things that would be – so you have to say, what can I do? If this is a concern for you, what can I do to reduce the risk of somebody doing a fake deed? Now, the good news is, I should tell you, that that doesn't mean that they have your property. It's just a hassle because you may have to sue to remove the cloud on title. Okay, uh, you know legal actions like that are very expensive. Okay. So one thing is you could check the deed records from time to time. You know we talked about last week on the Jerry Lee Lewis story where nobody checked the deed records to see what he actually owned, mm-hmm. and he gave in his will um, uh, his home supposedly, which he didn't own. Uh, by the way, for those who did not listen to last week's show, every one of these shows are on podcasts, which you could get on my website, DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com uh, on any of these shows, which, you know, a variety of different estate planning sure. topics. But uh, anyway, um, so similar to Jerry Lee Lewis's situation, you could check the deed records in the county where the property is located. It's not that difficult. We do it almost every day mm-hmm. because we uh, want to see, um, especially if, you know, we're putting a, either deeding a property from one person to the next or if we're putting something in a will or a trust, then we got to see the exact type of way that the property was deeded so that we can convey it the same way. 
Now, the best way on that, by the way, is not just to do it that way. Is usually when you make transfers is to buy title insurance. But, um, but in any event, you, you know, can check nice, the deed records. Yeah, and that's very important. Um, you could put on your calendar, Google Calendar, electronic calendar, or paper calendar, every so often. Check the records. It's so important. Um, I think about politicians. I think about you, not that you're a politician, you're the opposite of a politician. When I think of politicians, I think of the phrase rules for thee, but not for me. Um, but with you, it's rules for thee and rules for me, because you've told me five or 10 years ago, and you still probably do it to this day, I hope you do, and I hope I'm not setting you up, but you meet with your existing clients every so often, once yeah. or twice a year, because things change to verify that their estate plan is in order. Yeah, we have a maintenance program for those who want it, uh, and and we talk about things. So so a lot of times we'll say, well, what do you not have? Do you remember uh, we did a show a few weeks ago on ethical wills, mm-hmm. uh, and we said, mm-hmm. oh, you know, um, an ethical will, for those who don't know, probably most people don't know, is where you basically, it's not really a legal document, uh, it's a document where you uh, basically are telling your history or what's important to you and your values, uh, what's um, what what made you uh, do whatever it is, uh, what were your regrets, wish, do you wish somebody to forgive you, what do you want, uh, what's most important to tell your children and grandchildren, uh, what values do you have, what would you like to promote. Uh, what we have done differently, you know, those type of things. So, so every year, so I might talk about something else. I'll say, oh, do you have a, are you now, you're elderly now, and do you want an out-of-hospital DNR? Do you want some of these end-of-life type decision type documents? Uh, but in any event, uh, we do have an annual meeting because the laws change. Uh, it could be tax laws. It could be public benefits laws. Uh, it could be state laws, uh, whatever it may be, uh, or people's situation changes with divorces or remarriages or or children or whatever. Uh, and so we say, what's changed? Yep, very good. I'm glad you do that. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so on the deed records, uh, one thing you should notice when you do look at the deed records is if there's some like a quit claim deed. You know, that means that that's always kind of a, a lot of times that's a red flag because at least from attorney's standpoint, uh, quit time being a title company standpoint, you're not given anything. Mm-hmm. So if you see somebody that wants to do a quick sale and you see a quit claim deed and they say, oh, here you got a deal. Have I got a deal for you? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, quit claim deed that kind of gives you an indication if it's a quick sale, then that may be a red flag when you check that deed records. So you could check the deed records, a matter online. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty simple to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, you know, just a click. When you're spending that kind of money, always ask yourself, what's the catch? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, usually when it's too good to be true. Yeah, it yeah. probably is. Right. right. Okay, good advice. Thank All you. All right. The next thing is when you are buying property, buy title insurance. Mm-hmm. And there's two different types of title insurance. Not only do you make sure that everything was good in the past— but there's actually a title insurance in case something bad happens in the future. Mm-hmm. So if there was this fake deed type thing, you might have some insurance through the title company that you could utilize to try to um, protect you. 
Uh, title insurance, uh, you know, a lot of people get, say, oh, gee, it's expensive. Uh, by the way, title, you say, oh, title insurance is regulated by the state. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, even though there's these different title companies, it doesn't mean that there's a, a different price that you shop around. Right. It's based on whatever the price of the uh, transferred property is going to be. So really, title insurance is you should do whoever you feel like gives you the best service. Mm-hmm. Um, but in any event... I mean, it can be expensive, though. I don't know. Is it based on a percentage or just yeah. a flat fee? Cause I, no, no. It's based on the value of the property. Value of property. So, but, but it can be $1,000, oh, yeah, 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 not yeah, cheap. Yeah. yeah, but so, I mean, when you buy a property, though, you need to... You usually require right. the, the seller to buy the t- title insurance. I right. mean, it's negotiable. Right. Uh, but... You, because you want to make sure you got good title. Well, you really do. That could come back to haunt you because you could lose the home. Yeah, there could have been something, some glitch, some sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, there could have been something, uh, some sort of restrictive covenant. Mm-hmm. There could have been uh, some sort of uh, easement that you weren't aware of. There could have been some sort of uh, incorrect uh, survey or something. Uh, there could have shortage of the. Yeah, there could be all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. So when you buy property. I mean, usually that's a big investment. Yeah. So buy insurance, like on anything right. in life. Uh, it's a you know you should have insurance on the certainly one of the biggest investments you have. Agreed. But I'm, the moral of the story is too that there's this other type of title ins- uh, insurance that even afterwards. So if somebody after you've acquired the property, if somebody tries to do some sort of fake deed, uh, that you could have some insurance to protect you on that. Exactly. Good point. So um, the next thing that could be an indication and that you could find out if there's a problem is check your credit reports. You know, if your credit has gone down considerably, then, you know, or if you get to have some unfamiliar lenders or mortgages on the property, this would be an indication of fraud. You know, there's so much of the scams. We even tell people, you remember we wrote a, we had a show on 47 things to do after a loved one dies. I don't know if you remember that show. Again, if anybody who's interested, you have podcasts on all of these things. Um, and one of the things that we said is uh, check the credit reports after somebody dies because sometimes people even try to use the uh, identity of the deceased. And you can check the credit reports to see if that's occurred because to see if that you know if there's a problem here again there's it's unfortunate that there's so many scammers out there mm-hmm. but we have to be more vigilant than ever as a result so not only you know, so checking credit reports is another way uh, besides buying the different title insurance and checking the deed records uh, to you know there's three major credit reporting agencies there's Equifax uh, Experian, Experian and TransUnion. TransUnion. So check with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a lot of times you get these things that oh, do a free credit check, you know, credit sure. report. So you might do that from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just check. And even again, uh, just a lesson to be learned. Even if somebody, a loved one, is deceased, if you're concerned that somebody might try to, uh, you might notify the credit union or whatever of what credit reporting agency rather mm-hmm. uh, about the deceased uh, and uh, uh, just to you know just so that there's a reduction of risk agreed uh, another thing is you could review the bills and emails so all of a sudden let's say either 
You don't get your mortgage statements anymore. Or maybe you don't get the utility bills or your property tax statements. A lot of times you can tell by property tax statements what persons, you know, what they say, whoever mm-hmm. it is. You know, last week we talked about Jerry Lee Lewis. Really, if the son looked at the property tax statements, it should have said by Jerry Lee Lewis's name, just kind of I know we didn't. We're not talking about Jerry Lee Lewis like we did last week. Mm-hmm. Last week we on last week's show. For those who didn't hear, um, Jerry Lee Lewis had a life estate. His brother-in-law gave him a life estate in his property, uh, and uh, so when you have a property tax statement, it would say Jerry Lee Lewis L.E. if it were in Texas, mm-hmm. which stands for life estate. Okay. So that would and so the uh, if the attorney had seen that when they did the will that said. Jerry Lee Lewis's uh, homestead goes to son, they would have saw that that wouldn't have done any good when they did the will if they just looked at the property tax statement. Okay. So it usually tells. Now, a lot of times there's mistakes in property tax statements. The, with all due respect to the county, they make mistakes all the time. So a lot of times, let's say you have a husband and wife, and, they, and one, one of them dies. They may, the surviving spouse often tells, oh, my spouse died, put the property in my name. But that's not necessarily mean that it is in that surviving spouse's name. Remember, under laws of intestacy, uh, they look at the deceased if they had children from a prior marriage. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if that were the case, there would be a split of the property uh, between the surviving children and the surviving spouse. So in that case, just as a lesson to be learned for those who have a will and they have a surviving spouse— uh, and you're the surviving spouse, even uh, even though you think, oh, the property should be mine, you may need to probate, especially if, especially if, the deceased spouse had children from a different relationship. Well, anyway, um, the if you all of a sudden uh, don't get mortgage statements, or you don't get utility bills, or you don't get um, uh, property tax statements, that would be a red flag that you may have been scammed. And that's uh, the point of this whole program. It's about being scammed, whether you get an email, as Mike started off, with with Michael Cohen's name on it. And you, well, that's legitimate, his name. But anybody can put uh, a label on an email, and it can be some fictitious address of some crazy person out of the country with 45 figures in it um, at wherever, proton.com. It doesn't really matter. Uh, just don't open it. Uh, be careful. Read it first. Just because it says Michael's name on it or your spouse's name, for that matter, you just never know what's going on out there. So that would be a big mistake if you did happen to open that and then some spyware or some other um, virus was unloaded on your, your software, your email, et cetera, et cetera. So be careful. Um, and attend Michael's next workshop, which makes you even more careful and smarter. His next workshop is in person. It's Saturday, June the 3rd at 10 o'clock. And he's been doing these now. I think he's been on the air for KWM, on KWM for about 10 years. He'll be doing these workshops for longer than those, right? Yeah. Longer than 10. Mm-hmm. So he knows how to do these like uh, sleeping, like drinking water. But they're very helpful to the listeners and you should attend his next one. Michael, tell everybody about your workshop. Well, we ask people what they want to know. Mm-hmm. Now, I must say that nobody's ever asked me about a fake deed. Okay. But it's coming. I, well, I, actually, I had a client 
who I met with who mentioned uh, about fake deeds. Okay. Actually, I had a couple of them come to think about it. And so, but nothing at a workshop. And, and you never know what's going to, somebody's going to say at any kind of workshop. And that's what makes each workshop different. We ask people what they want to know. And every single one for over since 2012, which we, when we first started doing these, has had different questions. Mm-hmm. Now, some questions are the same. Some questions are the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some of the basic things. Oh, you know, something about wills or trust or powers of attorney. Uh, but uh, and there's also common questions about like ladybird deeds or Miller trust, uh, qualified income trust. Good. There's a lot of different things that people know a little bit about. But um, a lot of times there's questions on Medicaid, uh, long-term care. How do I get the government to pay for care costs? We never know what the questions are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they're more on the estate planning side. Sometimes they're more on the Medicaid side. We never know. It could be on probate. Uh, you never know what people are going to ask, and so that's what makes each and every workshop different. You're going to learn something, whatever your questions might be, but you're also going to learn from others, things that you might not have thought about. Uh, so we ask people. We have a presentation, too, on basic stuff, uh, whether it be on estate planning or Medicaid. But for the most of the time, we talk about what you want to know. So you get two free hours of legal education without any obligation. Uh, You'll find that the time flies, that uh, you're going to learn a lot, and I hope that you're going to have some fun along the way. And if you do offer, we also offer a free one-hour vision meeting. So that's three free hours of legal education without any obligation to answer your questions, um, just to see you know what your own individual situation or that your questions are answered. To go to that free estate planning essentials workshop, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102, or sign up online at Dallas, D-A-L-L-A-S, Elder, E-L-D-E-R, Lawyer, L-A-W-Y-E-R dot com. DallasElderLawyer.com. Fake deeds. It's it's big and it's growing. I understand too, Michael, that people will also even use fictitious characters, stolen identities, yeah. and then just transfer the property into their name and they own it. Well, but it really doesn't. You really don't own it. It's, it's really just a, a forgery is, is not really yeah. owning. But the problem is cloud on title. And so you have to go to court to remove the cloud on title. Um, So there are some other things you ought to do. Like, for example, you know, you might have things on your – if you don't shred your documents, Hmm. if you had a Social Security number or something else, be sure to shred before you throw things away. Um, So always shred documents that has your Social Security number or anything that's identifiable, uh, any personal information. You know, even when we used to be in the old days, you'd see wills or powers of attorney that had people's Social Security number. Nowadays, they won't let you even uh, file that. They redact it. Now, a lot of times when you do an application for probate, they want the last uh, three digits of the person's Social Security number or driver's license. Very good. But they don't want the full thing. Okay. Uh, So... Uh, but anyway, be careful. Uh, be sh- be sure. I know that like when we, uh, let's say, close a file after we've talked to the client, um, we uh, shred. Okay. Yeah. Why, does, uh, why is one of the um, 
um, things to do to protect your family from fake deeds go to probate as quickly as possible. Why would they recommend that? Um, well, because more time for somebody to, to to do stuff. Okay. You know, so, yeah, so you would probably want, you know, you have four years to probate a will, but usually you just want to get it taken care of anyway and right. get, you know, gather up the assets, pay off all the bills, and then distribute it according to the terms of the will. Mm-hmm. I should mention this week I had somebody um, that was – uh, the, the executor wasn't acting very quickly because they wanted to live in parents' house, but oh, that's boy. not what the house, what the will said. So I mentioned about breach of fiduciary duty really? to remove the executor. Mm-hmm. I'll mention one more thing because okay. uh, I know we have limited time, and that certain counties, and I can't tell you which counties in Texas do and don't, have fraud alerts. So they could tell you when there's been a transfer, uh, if there's a deed or mortgage on their property or other real estate transactions. So you might check the, and they could send it by email. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the event that your deed is forged, uh, you you know you could you might find out quickly. Mm-hmm. Of course, sure. like I said before, you're going to have to. The problem is that you're still going to have, although you're still going to have your title, forged deed is not a effective as a matter of law. The problem is proving that and getting the cloud on title removed. So it's not, so the good news is, and, and again, a lot of this is overblown, so um, fake deeds may be not fake news, mm-hmm. but uh, it may be uh, a little bit on the overblown side. But still, like anything, with the, the way the world is today, you have to be ever diligent in protecting you uh, your loved ones and your assets, of course, uh, in so that uh, to make things as easy as possible. And, you know, so you may want to check, uh, like on anything in life, to make sure that your assets are protected. And you could do that by any one of these things, those six different things that we mentioned here today, besides uh, maybe seeing if there's a fraud and alert service. You might shred your documents with different, you know, that have your personal information. Uh, review your bills and emails to see if things are not are normal or not normal. Checking your credit reports, uh, buy title insurance, and checking the deed records from time to time are the six different things that we mentioned. Set up those notifications, too, in case there is changes, as he calls them, alerts. There's a lot of scammers and snipers and bad guys out there who want to steal, who want to take from you. They don't care. They don't have any uh, other lacking values and ethics and morals and uh, it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. You have to protect yourself. If you can't beat technology, then just join it, whether it's ChatGPT, whether it's um, artificial intelligence. Join them. Take advantage of it so that you can protect your family and yourself. And that's why Michael does this program and it has for over a decade now. We thank you for that. We thank you for your time, Michael, and sign up for his next workshop on Saturday, June the 3rd at 10 o'clock. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Don. Leading estate planner, practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. 
or you can also call them by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on KAAM for eight years now, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate what could currently be a rather insufficient estate plan. Make certain that is not the case and that it is created and completed your way by signing up for his next free workshop today.